Let's pray. Gracious Lord, mighty God, we give you thanks that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, into our world for one purpose above all others, to bear a cross, to bear the weight of this world's sinfulness, and to overcome sin, so that we might be forgiven people. Help us, likewise, to forgive as he has forgiven us, to bear with one another as he bears with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mother's Day. Kind of a big deal. Right? You got plans? Flowers? Cards? Brunch? No? Yes. Whatever your plans are, you should maybe expand them. Because nothing is too good for mom. Today, we thank God for mom and for all those who are like moms to us. I have a lot of that in my life. I have a lot of people who are like moms to me here on Long Island. I moved here a long time ago, and people have been so kind and gracious and loving uh, to me and to my family, gotten so much sage advice, gotten bailed out of so many jams, um, thanks to the love of those people. So today, we are so grateful And it starts, I guess, at the most basic level, the gift of life. We literally owe our lives to our mothers. And I'm trying to think of the perfect thing to say, and it turns out a pretty perfect thing to say is from our first reading for today, where St. Paul says this. You heard these verses just a few moments ago. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, Kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. That's the job description. And nobody's perfect. No mom can meet these expectations perfectly. No human being can meet these expectations perfectly. But I know a lot that come pretty close. My mom comes pretty close. And we'll talk about her in just a moment. But first I want to focus on two things on this list. The last two items on this list. Forgiveness, forgiving as the Lord forgives us, and bearing with one another. Let's start with forgiveness. Here in the church, forgiveness is where it's at. Forgiveness is the heart of Christianity. You walk in this room, you look forward, what's the first thing you see? The focal point of our worship service, the focal point of our space. Jesus Christ hanging on the cross. You look at that cross, and of course the cross represents forgiveness. God loved you and me so much that he sent Jesus. And Jesus willingly suffered and died on that cross to win your forgiveness. He paid that price. But there's more. You look to that cross... And I hope you understand, in the kingdom of God, there's no such thing as a deal breaker. There's no unforgivable sin that you've committed. There's nothing in your past, no mistakes that you're making, no mistakes that you've made, that can change the way that your God feels about you. Your God loves you anyway. Your God willingly laid down his life on that cross for you to forgive you anything and everything. 
We look to that cross, and we know that salvation is ours. Forgiveness is ours. Today, here and now, every day. And today, forgiveness is so real, we get to eat it and drink it. And know that Jesus is a part of us. That his love will never stop. That his forgiveness will never stop. Amen? We give thanks for the gift of forgiveness today. But the thing about forgiveness, when I talk about forgiveness, maybe when he talks about forgiveness, when he talks about forgiveness, maybe we don't get to the nitty-gritty of what forgiveness looks like in everyday life here on the ground. Forgive each other. Okay. Forgiveness is good. It sure is. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Okay. Now let's hold hands and skip through the park and try our best to act as though it never happened. It's... Sometimes the things we're called to forgive are egregious. Sometimes we're called to forgive the same thing again and again and again, and the person doesn't change. Trust has to be rebuilt. Relationships have to be restored. Sometimes forgiveness is easy, but sometimes it's a process, which brings us to that other word. Bear. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. I think this is an important verse because it gives us a sense of the challenge of forgiveness. Bearing with people. Does that sound like an easy thing? Please bear with me. What am I asking you to do? Put up with me. Right? I actually, that word that comes up in our reading for today, that word for bear, the New Testament originally written in Greek. So what I did this week, I pulled out a book, the Greek lexicon. It tells us the full meaning of these Greek words the Bible was originally written in. So I, took, I take that book out probably once every eight years or so. So guess what? Good news, once every eight years falls today. <laughs> what does that Greek word for bearing, how is that best translated? to tolerate, to put up with, to endure, to suffer. I say that, think about that. It kind of makes sense. In life together, in relationships that we have, in the most important relationships that we have, in bearing with someone, there is an element of suffering. We suffer their mistakes. We suffer their imperfections, their quirks, their idiosyncrasies. We suffer when we see them hurt. We suffer when they suffer. We suffer when they struggle. I have a story. And it's Mother's Day, so guess who my story's about? Mom. That's right. I'm the youngest of five children. And our mom is so wonderful. She's so great. She's so awesome. She's so special. I hope she's listening on the internet today. Hi, mom. But growing up, my mom loved sports. Oh, my word. She went to so many sporty things, so many football games, soccer games, wrestling meets, track meets, basketball games.
So many games, so many practices she drove to. She drove to these games. She drove to these practices. She drove us to camps in the summer, clinics in the winter, all sorts of things. If you were to tabulate the number of hours my mom spent watching sports or going to sports or doing sporty things, you would add that all those hours together. I bet it would be like 12 years. She couldn't get enough sports. But then I realized something. Once I graduated from high school, yeah, my mom didn't spend Saturdays at a track meet. <laughs> she didn't really like sports. That, that, that was the thing. I, 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 she went. Why did she go? Because we were there. Because we were doing it. That's what we did. That's who we were. That's who we are. And she went to all these things, and she was a cheerleader, a supporter, a fan, a chauffeur. She was a nurse. She took care of injuries, all these things. When I was a sophomore in high school, I played football. And after the third game of the football season, there's 12 games in the season, after the third game of the season, I suffered a severe injury. I um, was tackled in practice, and I completely tore my anterior cruciate ligament and my lateral collateral ligaments. Two ligaments in my knee. My knee needed to be reconstructed. I had to have reconstructive surgery. And I, I remember getting the news that I was not only going to miss the rest of the football season, I would also miss winter track season and spring track season. Which now sounds inconvenient, which sounds unfortunate. When you're a sophomore in high school, your whole universe just shattered. You know, you're, you're angry, you're sad, you're devastated. What am I going to do? Ah, you know, it's, it's... And I didn't take it well. I took it really hard. One person took it harder. You know who that one person was? Mom, that's right. I suffered... She suffered. And so my mom's going to do everything she can to make this right. And the first thing she did is, we're going to find the best orthopedic surgeon to fix your knee. And so she sets about immediately the task of finding the best orthopedic surgeon in the region. Remember, folks, this is pre-internet. So how do you find the best orthopedic surgeon in the region? You get on the phone you know, the, 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 with the cord. You pull out the cord phone. And you're calling everyone who you think might have some knowledge of the medical profession, who might have a friend or know someone or had someone who had a procedure. You call every single one of them over the course of like three days to find the right person. And so she found, she identified what she thought was the right person, and we drove to the right person. He was 90 minutes away. And we drove there. He agreed to do the surgery, and we drove back. I would get in the back of the Plymouth Horizon stick shift car that we had, and my leg would go, like I would barely fit in the car, like I had to bend my leg. It really hurt because the car's not big enough. You get the idea. Um, and we drove there, and we would drive back, and then we drove there two days later. He fixed, I, I went to the hospital, he fixed my knee, and drove home, and we had to drive there several times. My mom then found the best physical therapy facility in the region, which was 45 minutes away. And she drove me there every day. And this might surprise a lot of you. I'm kind of difficult sometimes. <laughs> I, can, I can be negative or demanding in the wrong situation or the right situation, however you want to look at it. And every day for five months, my mom drove me 
to that place, 45 minutes away, 45 minutes back. And this was a long process. It took many, many months, as I said. And many, many months into the process, you're walking again, you're starting to feel better. And I dropped this bomb on my mother. I say, Mom, I think I'm going to play again next year. And there's this long, awkward pause like there is right now. And my mom said, I really wish you wouldn't. I don't think I can go through this again. And she said this, and I became difficult. I said, I don't, I don't understand. It, it, it's, it's my life. It's my injured knee that's rehabilitated. I did all the work. I did all the rehab. I did all the stuff. If I, if I want to play, I'm going to play. By the way, people ask. I played. I did play. Um, but I didn't understand why she would say that. But now I sure do. Because now I have kids. When they hurt, you hurt. When they suffer, you suffer. When they need, you want to do everything you can to make sure they don't need. Bear with me. Suffer. And the thing is, it never stops. Your mother never stops being your mother. The need to bear with me never ends. Because I'm still kind of difficult sometimes. Every so often, most every week, I talk to my mom on the phone, usually on the weekend. And we have the typical conversation, well, how was, how was the week? What did you do? Well, we, you know, we went to the store. We had church. I did a wedding. You know, the girls play softball. One's playing softball. One's playing soccer. They're doing school. They do art. They make great art projects. It's typical stuff. But a lot of you know me, and you know I'm kind of a, a recreational runner. I do races periodically. Not very fast, but I just do races just to do them, like road races. And I remember one week, I'm doing, oh, it's Thanksgiving. And, oh, what did you do today? What did you do today? Oh, I did the turkey trot this morning. You did a race? How's your name? It was 28 years ago. It's good. It's fine. Strong. Bearing with someone. Putting up with them. Enduring them. Forgiving them. That happened a lot. Suffering. With them. And through them. That's the thing about life and people. People are challenging. People rarely do what I want them to do. They rarely do what I expect. And when you're with someone every day, or most every day, and you get to know them, and respect them, admire them, and love them, but also live with all their imperfections, all their idiosyncrasies, all that makes us all only human. It's not always easy. There's a joke that pastors sometimes tell other pastors. And I'm going to tell you this joke today. Don't get your expectations too high. It's not especially funny. 
but I think it's kind of profound. The joke goes something like this. Being a pastor would be the greatest job in the world if it weren't for the people. <laughs> and again, it's not meant to be serious. We, I love the people of this church. I love the people I serve. It's a blessing. Uh, but usually you keep that joke in your pocket for when a friend or a colleague goes through an unusually difficult, challenging, irrational situation with a person. Because we all have those, don't we? People challenge us, people hurt us, people break our hearts. People take us for granted. I took my mom for granted. All that she did. All the time she forgave me. Even when I didn't realize I needed it. Brothers and sisters, friends in Christ. Mothers. Fathers. Husbands. Wives. Children. Grandparents. Friends. Body of Christ. People of this church. Whatever important relationship you are in. And we all have important relationships in our life. If this thing is going to work, if this relationship is going to work, there has to be grace. There has to be forgiveness. We have to bear with each other. We have to suffer one another. What do we do? How do we do that? It's not a mystery. There's no fancy answer. The answer is very straightforward. You know the answer. The power to forgive, the power to bear with one another, lies in Christ and in Christ alone. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Know that through Jesus, all of your sins are forgiven. Know that through Jesus... Anything and everything you've ever done, any mistake you may have made, anything that might limit your other relationships in this life, it doesn't limit your relationship with God. Jesus died to make forgiveness yours. And brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, it is yours. Look to Jesus and let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Look to Jesus in everything. Let Jesus be the part of your life, the defining foundational part of your life every single day. Not just Sunday morning. Not just Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day. Not just time permitting. Not just as your schedule allows. Not around sports and commitments. Jesus, first and foremost, above all else, He forgives you, He loves you, He bears with you, and He gives you the power, the example, the inspiration to go and do likewise. Brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, today, again, we come to our God and we ask for forgiveness and we ask for the power to forgive each other, to bear with each other, and to love each other. In Jesus' name, for Jesus' sake. Amen.